we give you thanks, Jesus, for the opportunity you gave us to sing to you and praise you and lift your name on high, Lord. And we just ask you to continue blessing the music ministry, Lord, and, you know, that they do, Lord, so they can continue uh, exhibiting this type of energy, Lord, towards you and your in your kingdom, Jesus. And we also, too, Lord, thank you for the tithes and the offerings, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, to multiply them, Lord, for the things necessary, Lord, to continue pushing your uh, vision forward, Lord. And this time, too, now we ask you for your word, Lord, that you've given to our brother Gabriel, Lord. Anoint him with your Holy Spirit, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to open our eyes and our ears and our hearts, Lord, more importantly, Lord. And just to move, remove all the distractions, Lord, that we have in our lives right now. And that we're focused totally on your precious word. In your name we ask this, Lord, and we thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless everyone this uh, morning, brothers and sisters. Y'all may be seated. Bless the group. Find somebody around you that you can tell this to. I've got an important job to do today. Come on, I can't hear you. Find somebody. Find somebody. I see some people by themselves. You still need to find somebody and tell them. I got an important job to do. You know what your job is to do today? Anybody know what their job is to do today? Listen to this. Some of us came with the intention of having somebody here with us, or we've prayed for somebody to be here with us. But your job today is to take the word with you today to them today. You see, we lose from the beginning if we don't come with the intent to win at the beginning. It's the truth. As sentimental as we are, as human as we are, we come here with an intent. Sorrow, a hurt. And we miss it. Because the word can be in you. And the word can speak through you. Whatever obstacle is in your way, whatever need you have. So again, tell somebody beside you that you have an important job today and say it like you know it. Oh, man, that's okay. I guess the group is the only one on coffee this morning. But praise the Lord anyway, because I know God has asked me to bring the word. And the title of today's message is fitting for sometimes our actions from playgrounds to plowing your ground. We get stuck in the playground. De parques arando tu tierra. Ah, arando tu tierra. We get stuck. How many of us have gotten stuck before? The word of God, I mean, when Paul talks about it to grown people, we can get stuck in a religious mindset. We can get stuck in just receiving what we want to receive and not receiving the full gospel of Jesus. We choose what's easy in society today. We, put, we pick what we can pick up 
and we leave behind what we needed. Can I get an amen, brothers and sisters? Is it speaking to anyone? Because we find ourselves lost in confusion in what we see around us, what we see in us. But we forget to see what God saw in humanity when he gave his life for us. I bless the kids this morning, the youth that they have lost today. Kids, pay attention because your parents are. Amen? Pray for children as our faith begins to grow, as God begins to heal their needs. Their mindset is that of a mindset of I observe what's around me, I see what's around me, and I learn from it. We pray because we don't know. We remember being children and carrying burdens in the playground when the bully showed up. Some of us had to hold on to these things personally hard things, things that today suicidal rates go up because kids don't know how to express the feelings of not being enough because they haven't been introduced to the creator of perfection. And Jesus saw something in us, saw something in us that Sometimes we don't see in us. Jesus, give us eyes this morning to see it in us. And to give us the power, Jesus, to increase our faith. Our faith to move the mountains that are in front of us right now. Amen. If we turn to Luke 18, 16. Begin reading here. But Jesus called them, called them unto him and said, Suffer little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Brothers and sisters, this process of playgrounds to plowing your ground is a process that Jesus saw. And there's nothing wrong with the playground. There's nothing wrong with coming into knowing Jesus. There's nothing wrong with the act of faith that you just, you believe in, in, in anything and you, Jesus cannot fail you and, and, and I'm excited and I'm just like a child that forgets quickly in offense. And memory is very short to actions. I mentioned this before. I found it amazing that if we go even before a child, an infant would die if it remembered the process of coming, being born through the womb. The fact on how amazing God is to 
pause everything, to hold back everything at that moment of pain. As the brain, as everything compresses, I can get a hallelujah from some sisters here. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they ain't understanding what I'm saying here. Algunos hermanos no entienden que es el proceso de dar el nacimiento y tener hijos. Lo olvidaron. But we know that God's mighty. And that memory stays with the child as they go through difficult times. And they start to forget because God replaces it with their purpose in life. If you're in a state where you're holding on to something childish, you haven't allowed God to show you what your purpose is. The moment your purpose meets up with the pain, oh man, you talk about fuel, you talk about power, the devil has no idea. And Joseph said, what was made for wrong, God turned to good. And we read here that as a child, as our childish faith, which is nothing wrong with childish faith. I'm not saying it in a sarcastic term. I'm saying it in a term that Jesus saw the excitement of people wanting to Come to him. Let that be. Let that be the kingdom of God. Let that be the excitement. And the problem is, is that we cannot see and understand this process and let this process take place. And sometimes we put it out. Some of us put that process out. Some of us don't. Instead of encouraging it like our children, we see them laughing and it makes us laugh. We, we are, <laughs> you got to, don't do that, brother. I don't know, you, 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 you know, it, 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 you know, I hear you now, but give it a couple years. Oh, come on, who am I talking to here? We should get excited when we see Believers coming to Jesus and committing to his way and not discourage them by how we feel. Oh, come on now. Anybody here with me today? You see, the beautiful uh, part of the process with Jesus is that this is excitement. Jesus has come to me. Come to me like a child that forgot everything he's done. He just goes to his mom and dad. Hey, can I borrow five bucks after breaking the vase? Anybody here? Anybody got a kid like that? Oh, I know I broke the window, Dad. But can I get that new game? Am I speaking to anybody here? Does anybody struggle with the struggles I have that Jennifer has? We, we laugh at it sometimes and it's relatable. Or, you know, can I, can I do this and not work for it? You see, but Jesus says, let them come to me. Because it's a process that he's prepared to endure. 
And it's a process we got to allow God to correct and fix and pray. We got a job to pray. Don't, don't advise them on how you feel because how you feel might discourage them. Pray. Pray that whatever they have, you get it, you touch it, and you get the excitement. And you remember what it was to have a God that moved the mountain for you. You remember what it was to be introduced to the king of kings. Pray for this. And I see Jesus here telling people, hey, 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 I know you've been with me just a few months. But let the children come to me. Perez, this is the kingdom of God. Thank you, God, for your kingdom. It still reaches out and touches hearts. And this process is the process that you're in. And you're going to fall like a child falls. Get up and forget about it. And remember how you fall, you fall, the word of God says, how you fell. So you don't do it again. Surround yourself with strong kids and people. You ever get that question from your kid? How, how, how do you do this? How, how do you do that? Gabriel, I mean, Lorenzo was a, how does this, how does that, how does this, you heard Pastor talk about when he would work with him. Well, why does that do that? Let the children grow in their knowledge of how it works in Jesus. And let us be there for them. Amen. Jeremiah 1.5, purpose. Purpose. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Thank you, Jesus. How many of y'all can say thank you, Jesus, for that? How many of y'all coming here? Some of you are coming here. You're tired. You're broken. You're diabetic. You got all these issues. You're, it hurts here. It hurts there. But he knew you before any of that. You see, sometimes we don't represent it because of how we feel. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like saying hallelujah. But Jesus knew you before you could even speak. You weren't even goo-goo-ga-ga-ing yet. And he spoke to you, and he knew you. Sometimes we feel on what we did here on earth is a representation of our relationship with Jesus. But he knew you before that. It's a process the world takes advantage of and abuses us and sometimes we're confused so confused in this process so hurt and we see here before the in the belly i knew thee and before that camest forth out of the womb i sanctified thee listen to this brothers and sisters this is the message that needs to get out is that jesus knew you before you came here and jesus put something in you before you came here it's up to us to get that message out and for it to be birthed in them god help us 
We don't see the opportunity that we have in this process. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now, brothers and sisters, we could say here he was talking to Jeremiah. But Jesus knows the hairs that we have on top of our head. Every creation is his. I hope is that something inside of us wants to talk to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I want to just, just speak it to my ear of what you told me that day. You spoke into me. You spoke life into me. Maybe it was a kick that a mother got when he said something. Oh, he's kicking me. <laughs> oh, you feel, you feel that? You can feel his elbow. Look, feel it. I don't know what Jesus was saying, but an inspired movement. But he's saying it again today. We turn to 1 Corinthians 13, 11. We see Paul here talking to the Corinthians about the process to evolve, the process to grow. How many of us are in the process of evolving and growing? Some of us get discouraged by the process, but you got to understand like a child forgets about it. You got to forget about it. You got to dust yourself off and say, okay, okay, I see Paul here saying, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. You see, a lot of us, we have it twisted because we think that the process is instantly, you know, uh, Jesus comes into my heart and that's it. It's perfect. Jesus comes into our heart to strengthen our minds, to give us wisdom on how to become more like him. Daily. And Paul's seen this. But what discouraged Paul is that there was people there that shouldn't have stayed in this state that had the miracles and yet they were still speaking childishly and their faith was still that of a child. There's no consequences. It's dangerous when a child doesn't feel the consequences, right? You could, some of y'all I'm not going to look at anybody here but might leave a child in a car while you just step out to grab something real quick from someone. The child gets in the driver's seat and puts it in drive and takes off. Is the child in trouble? There's consequences that we don't understand sometimes. And as a church, that's what we pray for. That wisdom comes to children. Especially when this beautiful relationship that Jesus has for a child speak to them, to purify them, to make them whole again, to pick them up, to show them that the, he loves them. We see here, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child 
You see, some of us are frustrated because of who we're praying for. Some of us are frustrated because we don't see God doing something, but they still have an understanding as a child. No, they're grown. No, they have this. No, they run this. No, they do this. Don't matter. Spiritually speaking, their understanding is still of a child. And Paul recognized his childish state. See, Paul was a religious child. Thought he was doing right and serving the church and going after followers of Jesus. Imagine that childish. We're not even talking about not coming to church. We're talking about someone in church and still being childish. Paul, Paul his terms is when I was a child, I spoke as a child. My actions were, were of a child until what? I understood. And see, some of us are still in that state where understanding should be coming into our hearts and filling us up. Our faith is still limited by who's sitting by us, who we've been praying for. Our faith is still limited. And Paul says, when, when you feel like this, because you, don't, you still understand like a child, God wants us to put away these childish things and know that the process takes time. That's saying when God's not doing something, he's still doing something because he's doing something in you. He's giving you patience. See, we want God to do something. I need you to do something. And God tells us I am doing something. I'm just doing it at the speed you need it. When our faith gets excited, when we know that God is, we're, we're in the queue. You know what the queue is? You ever get a number when you go somewhere? 356? Oh man, I'm 800. You're in the queue. Then all of a sudden you hear 655. He said 356, the one before that. Oh, you find out that this works differently here. It's based on you. It's based on me. And I see Paul here telling the Corinthians, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. When did Paul become a man? When he realized the purpose of Jesus. You see, Paul didn't almost have a role like Peter where Peter was very focused on the Jews. Paul, he went around to Asia and he spoke to people that served other gods. He spoke to people that had twisted and didn't even understand who the real true God was. You see, Paul had to make it relatable to an America's state of mind. And, and we have a great challenge here, brothers and sisters, in this country of freedom. You know, I was thinking about 
this morning, the word of God says that, you know, some will say Jesus is over here. Well, it doesn't physically mean that either. It could say some is, Jesus is over here working in this church. Look at the miracles that are happening. Jesus got to be there. And we get excited sometimes when we see miracles, but God wants something more than the miracle. He needs the commitment. He needs the heart. That's the greatest miracle we can ever give him. It's something that's totally against the possibility of happening. And saying, God, I offer it to you. Take it, Jesus. Inspire me like you spoke into my ear in my mother's womb. You spoke life into me. Spoke understanding into me. Help me to see it. I know I came out, somebody had to slap me to breathe. And there became the struggles, huh? Needs to say, he's not, he's not saying anything. That became our struggle for the rest of the life. And we got to learn the process that Jesus has us in. This process, if you're in and you're in the playground state and you're, and you're new to him and, 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 and you're understanding things and you're seeing things, it's exciting. Enjoy it. Because it'll be something you'll want to return to one day. Like the word of God says, return to your first love. Your childish love. You just forgot everything and you didn't care what people were saying around you and you're just like, no. I'm not going to get distracted right now. You ever speak to a child and he's so engaged in something else, he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what did I, yeah. Gotcha. Because they're amazed. They're captivated. They're zoned in. And we, we grow up and it's this, this, that, this, this, this. Oh, there, yeah, hey, how you doing? Oh, hey, God. Yeah, this, 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 this. Oh, yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. And God says, this will pull you away from God, you're mighty. Hit it. I didn't know you loved me still. I didn't know after all I had done, you still loved me. And we forget that love he had for us. We forget that he loved us before we loved him. And we get to this state where the devil starts telling you, oh, you're just not sufficient. You're not sufficient. Oh, you're not, look at all your brothers and sisters. Oh, oh she's singing now. Oh, oh, did you hear that, brother? He did this. He's speaking to people. We start to base it off of physical acts. Jesus, help us to be inspired and captivated by your love above everything. The fruits, the fruits come when we allow 
the gardener, to enter in. You see, if we lose this, and we're this when the gardener's around, oh, the gardener, oh, he came. Ah, I needed him to do some stuff. But we're like this, God, I'm in need right now. Just like when I was a child, I remember you, Jesus. I remember when you pulled my people out of Egypt. I remember you, Jesus. And we lose it. And our faith begins to struggle. And the devil comes in and puts doubt in us. We had a funny little saying before, you know, this door, this door was open before we prayed today. It just opened like that. And Lorenzo got here uh, before he was going to get into the drums, and he saw that door open. He comes over here, and he just passes us up. And he says hi to us and all that, but he, he shut it. And I found it very odd. I just found it odd. I'm sorry. I don't know if maybe the parents taught them, taught them well. I don't know. But I, I started thinking, like, because I've, you know, Jennifer doesn't like a closet open either. She's, grown, she's a grown woman. <laughs> I don't know if we hold on to things. Also, fears, thoughts, or if it's just, I like the closet closed. And I asked them, I asked them, I said, that was, what was that? <laughs> what happened there? You just went straight to the door and you shut it. It was barely open. It wasn't even, nobody had even used it, so don't worry about that. And he didn't have, he never really goes, I don't know, I just don't like a bathroom. But I start to think about things that we hold on to as a child too, that we must release, we must let go. Fears, because a child being developed in fear looks for avenues to feel secure. And this is where the world comes in and offers things. Quick fixes. Medicate your way out of it. If God can't do it, this can do it. And while we're in the process of enjoying our time with Jesus in the playground, We wanted to stay there in his presence when he was like, look, you got, you got to go to your first day of school. How about your first day of school? <laughs> I don't know if I can leave him. I came right back. You okay? Mommy's back. Okay? Turn around. See me. See me. And we're there in the playground with Jesus. Man, it's nice. I, I, again, I'm, I'm speaking. I'm speaking personally here. When you're in the presence of Jesus, you just feel, ah. I mean, come, come on. If you haven't had a, you haven't had that moment where you're in worship and you're just like, man, mm, to be in your presence, Jesus, to get lost in you, Father, to not be found in you, Jesus. But Jesus says, look, thank you. But I need you to go and I need you to tell people that this peace 
that I've given you, I can give them. And he leaves the playground and you're like, okay. And some of us, we start to encounter the monsters of this life. Instead of remembering who our father is and the words that he said, we start to get these fears of abandonment. I know, Jesus, you said you will never forsake me or abandon me, but my, my, my family did that. My friends did that. Physical people did that. I felt abandoned. I felt this from, from, from things here physically, Jesus. How, how can I, with this spiritualness, not feel this, Jesus? That's where your faith comes in. This is where you say, what else do I got? <laughs> it's already happened here on earth, right? I mean, this is where that childish faith comes in. It's a, I'm just going to give it a shot. <laughs> hey, can I, can I have five bucks? I know I just broke the window. <laughs> can I, man, you got some. What for? <laughs> you see, brothers and sisters, this process in growing in Jesus is a process that's a sermon can't complete it. A sermon can reassure you that the process is a process that's normal. It's normal to go through these stages, but it's, it's, it's got to be something you look back and say, you know what, it's different now. I remember when I was in the playground and I was looking for my daddy, but now that I'm plowing my ground, I know my daddy's with me. I know he's for me. I know he'll bring the rain. You see, we had a Jesus that was said, just turn on the faucet in the playground and you go over there and... <laughs> when the faucet's gone and all you have is the empty clouds in the sky, this is where Jesus says, okay, you know I loved you. You know the peace I gave you. Where's your faith at? Because it's time to plow your ground. Because people are in need of you. People are in need of you. We're wasting time here because we want to go back to the playground where God wants us to be plowing our ground. He wants our faith to ignite something, to inspire something. And we're still wanting a playground type of faith. God, where are you at, God? God, he showed up again, God. He's going to ask me for my lunch money again, God. And God's like, he's been defeated. He's been put in his place. You need the proof. I got it for you. Your faith has now got to get you over this. And you got to get out of the playground. I like seeing Paul say this. This to me was humility on his part. 
some of us need a little bit of humility. How many of us feel we need a little humility? There's a lot of times, brothers and sisters, that we were too proud to admit We're too proud to admit that we got problems like Paul admitted being a child. You see, Paul was around a lot of proud Jewish believers. But when you mentor someone, you allow them to tour you. You allow them in. You speak to your struggles. You speak to your problems so they can see that you're dealing with it. That Jesus is working with you through these things. But someone's, oh, it's all right, it's all right, it's good, it's good, it's all right, strong, strong. Name of Jesus, hallelujah, praise God. Then we leave them and we're crying in our car. Sometimes like Paul said here, look, I was a child. I struggled in my walk with Jesus. I struggled. But I came to one day where I had to put away childish things. And the childish things were the things that weren't allowing me to be used by God. You see, when you're a child, when you're a child, and you've been a child for a long time, don't get me wrong, when you've been a child for a long time, that faith doesn't inspire. It's cute getting, right? When you see a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, looks odd on the playground, right? Get off that thing. You're going to break it. I don't want to, Daddy. <laughs> with his little, the little hat with the propeller. I don't want to, Daddy. Get over here. You're too big for that slide. They'd get on the top of the slide and they just, they really catch themselves right when they come down about two feet. I want to, Daddy. Paul's talking about that. When you already know who God is, what God can do, our job is to now take that, take those moments. Here's the problem. You want to hear a problem? Anybody want to hear a problem? Anybody? Nobody wants to hear a problem? Okay, here's the problem, is that you have a hard time remembering. Do you remember? You're so used to talking about today to people, but you ain't talking about the playground to them. See, I love when I hear testimonies of what God did early on. You see, that's going to wear you'll keep on forgetting it because you're like, God, where were you? I'm, I'm working in you. I'm right next to you. I'm, I'm chipping away. Well, God, I just don't, I don't feel that, that, that playground moment. Well, you know what? Because I ain't pushing you no more. Because as a child, we figure out how to push ourselves, right? And we don't need dad pyre. Now nah, you put your, your legs behind you and you push out, right? You see, the word of God it gives us the ability, 
It gives us the ability to be with Jesus here on earth. To inspire us. Not for a hand-holding faith. Not for always to be on our knees. Some of us, oh, I'm, I'm praying all the time. God is asking for us to pray in action. Pray as we move towards it. Not to stand still, but move towards it in prayer. I believe God's going to do it. I can't do it unless he's called you to do it. See, you didn't hear that. God can't do it unless he's called you to do it. Because see, God can do anything. He can do anything. I'm robbing him of anything. But the one thing he gives humans is the will to choose. And this is why he came in his form to eliminate what he knew one day would be the excuses. You don't understand, God. You don't know what it is to be tempted, to feel weak, to feel alone. How many? I mean, how many of us can start to say stuff and say, wow, check, check, check? To feel betrayed? Anybody else? To feel Hated? To feel envy from someone? Our Jesus suffered a lot and even something greater because of the weight that he had on him. Thank you, Father, for the example you left and the words of and the people you physically inspired that left words to inspire me. Ephesians 2, 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead and trespasses and sins. I just like to hear that. I told you about the bones, right? I just like to hear that we serve a God that has so much love for us that even if you're dead in your trespasses and sins, he will bring you to life. Oh, come on. Some of y'all are, this, 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 you see some of you, I just wish some people would get excited here. And you see, when you get excited, that means that your, your memory, your storage unit is impacted and you start to store more that you can then Transfer. But see, the problem is, is that <laughs> the emotion takes over. Someone's not here. Something's going on. The thing is, it's like, are you here? Or is your emotion stopping from the word of God of entering you? Bring it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Verse 2. 
where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. You see, brothers and sisters, when you were a child, you got influenced. Because see, this is where it happens at. Do you remember when it happened to you? Uh-oh. Some of y'all are like, I'd have been years ago. Me too. I remember when I was influenced as a child. What took me from the playground of, with Jesus to a playground of disobedience. See, because there's a power here that's also wanting to be in the playground. See, if you're not growing, and Paul says it in a different term where you're, you're asking for meat, but you still need milk. If you're not growing, you're just, you're staying. You're not adding to your faith virtue, power. Then you're just, you're just a playground Christian. And you see that moment where you start to see growth. And as a parent, you start to see your child being responsible with money and not just wasting it. Oh, I want this, I want this, this. And you know what? I think I'm going to wait. I've been wanting this thing. What? You wanted that game. Nah. I got plenty of stuff. And as parents, you run. And you're like, Jesus. I thought this day would never happen. I thought I had a hole in my wallet. You start to see growth. God starts to see it in us. And he gets excited. He says, oh, you came out of the playground. I see you working on your ground over there. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, let it rain. Let it come down a little bit. <laughs> let those, let those, let those that what you're planning, let you start to see the fruit of it. But then we, come back into the playground. We abandoned what was in our plow ground, in our fertile ground. And we see here that there's a power in the air, a power of negativity. We could call it a chatter. We could call it noise. And we're here, we're hearing the noise of what's reality, what life is. There's still bills. There's still, you know, God can't eliminate the credit if you keep on going to the credit. God can satisfy your heart. He can't change some things that, you know, this world is wrapped up in. But he can change your heart. Verse 3. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even 
as others. Now listen to this, brothers and sisters. You're in the playground and Jesus has you and, he's, and you're moving around, you're doing stuff and he's there, right? Then one day he doesn't show up there and you look and you're like, what's going on? Where's Jesus at? Jesus, I need you to push me on this merry-go-round. I want to laugh, I want to giggle, I want to be happy. And then that moment that he says, I need you to have the moment I had of temptation. my Jesus, right? You wouldn't do that. You see, temptation comes. And when it comes, it comes disguised in a lot of different ways. You can only imagine it's being disguised in a playground. That looks fun. I know, I know my dad told me not to do this. It's dangerous, but I want to try it. And there you are at the hospital, right, with a broken arm. And God says, okay, look, I've instructed you, I've raised you to hear. I need you to get out of here. I need you to remember here and the joy of being here. And I need you to find it there in working your ground. it's work labor into my rest it's work some of us we might you know I'll work anybody in here somebody will say like brother Lorenzo said on Friday not about the work physical work oh I'll work anybody here in the church I'll do ask me for this brother I'll do it it's not about form but it's about the work that's happening inside the work you're doing inside coming to the things that must be resolved encountering speaking to the things that hurt I've heard this from people I I don't want to talk about that it's in a little box that's wrapped up in chains with a lock I choose not to open that Anybody here choose not to open something? You see, when we're talking about that, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. That's the moment that you just, you're going to find Jesus there. It's the playground moment that you realize that you can step away from the playground and now get into working your ground and God using you. I want God to use me. I want God, my prayers to reach him. Help me, God, to be used by you. Psalms 25, 7. Remember not the sins of my youth. Amen. I guess I'm the only one. Remember not the sins of my youth. Amen. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm the only one that, you know, just knows the sins of my youth. But remember not the sins of my youth. Amen. Man, some of us are like, I had no sins. That's perfect. 
perfect. Oh, man. Ah. David. David, David, David. Let your words impact people here, realizing that we all have sins. Doubt is a sin. Hurt is a sin. Blaming God. I don't even remember at times being young and conversing with God in ways. I say it like amen, like I, I know I failed. But I hear David here say, remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. If you've been stuck in this playground and this playground has caused you to sin, to transgress, you hear the word of God coming to you. You hear you're inspired by the word of God and you leave here and you don't do it. You don't do it. It wasn't enough to make you do it. That's what David's talking about. See, we, 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 we label sin and we package it like a guy that's asking for money on the side of the road. Holding up a sign saying, I need to eat. Instantly in our mind, we think we'll work. We're here. But we don't understand the circumstances that he could have just been working yesterday. That's still not enough his needs and you see sin we come here and, we, and it's got to be like just in the news so-and-so kills 13 people oh man that's sin. to god there's no level of it and we've got to learn brothers and sisters that we fall short we fall short daily some of us aren't realizing that, and that's why we're holding on to this bitterness, this, 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 this hurt, this thing that just comes out, and it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. This isn't me. This isn't me. My box is secured back here. This isn't me. And there we go again in the playground. Instead of starting to work what's real and getting to what we need to work. Matthew six thirty three. You see, brothers and sisters, we know this verse, but do we know the verse in the process of the plow ground and the playground? You see, this verse is a verse that's like taught like your ABCs, mathematics. You know, this verse right here, it needs to be taught in the playground. Because see, we, we start to hear this when we're plowing our ground. And if we're trying to learn it when we're plowing our ground, we're not going to be plowing our ground too long. If we learn it in the playground, then we understand and we can start to nurture it. I have, a, I, have a, I have a saying when I interview someone. Anybody want to hear it? You want to hear, kind of, it's a funny saying, right? I said, I, said it, I said it last week too. I said, I don't want to teach you. 
what your mom and dad should have taught you. Get up, get to work. Don't make excuses when you're just irresponsible. It was asked of you. Everything else, I'll be an open book. You want to learn about this industry? You want to learn about, you know, things that God has shown me through time in this industry? But there's a time, brothers and sisters, where we got to get past the obvious. And you see, this verse is so powerful. This is the verse that wants to push you out of the playground. See, we want to stay in the very, oh, I can be in the playground now if I'm just seeking God's kingdom, but you're not progressing his kingdom. You're not pushing it forward. You're waiting it back. You're holding it back because there's people. See, God inspires you to inspire others through you. This is the work. Oh, dad's different now. Mom's different now. Oh, my aunt's different now. Oh, my sister's different. My brother's different now. This is the process. This is where we got to be prepared and not just say, oh, it's just because I seek the kingdom first. That's not what they're looking for. They want to understand the process of how you seek the kingdom first. We want to give them the answer. We give them how to. But I want to seek his kingdom, knowing that my heart's desires will be met. I think it's powerful when you seek God, when you seek God above anything. You see, we think we seek God above anything, but we don't. As we've, as we're fearful of what tomorrow is, that's not seeking God with everything as we're afraid what's going to happen tomorrow. That's not seeking God with everything. When you seek God with everything, your faith is put in him knowing, God, you put in my heart. I need to be grounded. I need to, if something's going to pull me away from this place that's, that's feeding me, Jesus. And we've seen through the years Decisions that are made that affect your faith. If it's a blessing, does it come with a weight of a curse? Remember pastor saying, God blessing you or you blessing yourself? Because when God blesses you, there's not a hurt behind it. And trust me, That's something we all got to think about. When God does it, and he tries your faith, and our faith is tried, brothers and sisters. We want it to rain down, and like I've mentioned before, but we're not even prepared to store what's raining because we haven't worked our ground. All these things shall be added to you. It's righteousness. We turn to 
1 Peter 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. That's powerful. What is the sincere milk of the word, brothers and sisters? The sincere milk is a milk that's unfiltered. It has nothing. It has nothing in it but what it is. And, and, and we, we, we are, we're in a playground sometimes and we want to change the word to where it doesn't hold us so responsible to things. How many of us here have done that? Have justified it? Amen. I guess I'm the only one here today, God, me and you. Because I've done it. But I guess I'm the only one here. And this is the danger we have. We have this danger because we start to add things to this sincere milk. And it doesn't have the effect that the word would have had if we would have just had it unfiltered. The power it would have had. We start to justify, well, I know it says that. God knows my heart. We deceive ourselves. And our journey becomes longer. God says, look, it's going to be hard at first plowing your ground. Remember when we were doing some stuff here, we'd gotten a machine and we're trying to run a line and the machine was too small. When we put the blade in, it would pick it up. I'd get a heavier machine. And sometimes in this process, our equipment is not yet suited for the job. And this is where our growth will happen. But as soon as we hit with this one machine, we're like, man. We could feel when we'd hit something big, but it would work its way. It cut right through a rock, a big rock. And there's sometimes that we're on our ground and we hit something. And we get discouraged and we leave it. I'm going back to the playground. It's nice over here. I'll get back to it. And instead of still staying here and equipping yourself, am I speaking to someone here that's lacking, that's hit something, and they're not equipped for it? Is somebody struggling here with something that's in their way and the tool that they have is not equipped for it? This is where you add to your faith the power of God. This is where you look at what stopped you and understand why it stopped you. There's some grounds that you could just drop the plow and Utah, all that Utah dirt. Oh, some of y'all don't know about Utah dirt. 
where all the migrants went, right? North Texas? But burn it, Texas? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, you go 30 miles northeast and you'll hit some dirt. You'll start to hit some cotton dirt. Burn it. It's got rocks in it. Oh, man. Mm, uh-uh. It ain't moving. But instead of sitting back and saying, okay, if I add another horse, another ox, I get a deeper blade. No. We go back to our playground. Jesus, I know you can do it. Jesus, Father, I know you can do it. Jesus is like, look, I like the way someone said it. You know, God, create me the chair when he created the tree. See, we don't want to hear that because we want the chair. But God created the resource. This is when you start to get into your plowing of your ground. This is where your faith is encouraged that you have a God that is the creator of everything intelligent. That can open up the opportunity, but we're too busy with our playground faith thinking that it's just going to be smooth. When it can't be. Because our faith is working itself. Daily. Romans 8.18. I like the way Paul says it here. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, oh man, are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You see, brothers and sisters, when you get out of the playground, this is the message that you need to have in your heart when you're plowing your ground. Because there's going to be suffering during this. But you're trying to get harvest. You're trying to work your way through these things. You're going to hit the rocks of your past. You're going to hit the rocks of recent events. Your fields will be contaminated. But you know what? In in, in, in any of that stuff, it's nothing. Nothing. Compared to the goodness. of What's in store for us. If we don't weary. And tire out. Give us strength, Jesus, just to fight another day. Give us strength, Jesus, just to work another day. But as I mentioned before, as I mentioned before, you have a responsibility. You come here and you don't know that responsibility. Your responsibility is not to be an Uber. Anybody know what an Uber is? Nobody? We're in Burnett. We probably have to explain that. See, an Uber is, listen to this, Brother Nando. There's an app on your phone and you can push it and you can say, pick me up. And a guy in a normal car, it's his phone that works for this company, comes and picks you up. It's his own car. It's not a taxi. And he'll take you where you told him to. Pretty Pretty great idea, right? And they have to have a nice car. It's not 
dirty or anything, right? Because you rate them. Kind of neat, right? Some of us, we're just wanting to be Uber. That's, hey, I'll go to church with you. All right, yeah, yeah, all right, right, right. But we're not here working for those opportunities. We're not here learning, growing. I remember a comment. Remember pastor talking about it one time. We bring here people here to church, and we say, "You up there, reach them." And we take the burden off of us, and it's personal. And I remember I was in youth and I had an experience where somebody said they wanted to go somewhere and they said, well, you need to ask Brother Gabe. Excuse me? Yeah, it's Brother Gabe. You don't need to ask Brother Gabe. You definitely don't need to ask Brother Gabe when college tuition comes up and you need school clothes. You need to ask yourself or where your heart's at, parent. Because you don't need somebody else to confirm what God's put in you if you're receiving the same. Sometimes we lose. We lose. We lose the work. And we want to go back to the playground. I kind of like the playground. I kind of like that. But you can go to the playground while you work. You are an awesome guy. Yes, you are. You'll do it again. Yes, you will. What's the saying? Whistle while you work. You see, brothers and sisters, if you're playing around a lot, when God's asked you to work on you, not work on life. There's a necessity to life that God has the power to choose. Blessing. And I'm grateful for God's mercy in these things. But they are not compared with the glory that will be revealed in us. You've suffered. We've suffered. It's not God's fault we suffered. It's the distance that this world has separated itself from God that's caused our suffering. Why this? Why that? People ask. Why does God allow this? Does allow allows that? I don't think God put sour patches in stores so you can get diabetes. I don't think God put terminal sexual diseases 
So it could have started out as a curse. I don't think God created things that we put in our body that create cancers. This world has separated itself from God's love. We forgot honoring him. And that's why somebody comes in to a place that's holy, to a place that's secure like a school. It's not because God allowed it. Because the mindset has changed in this world. Because God's not first anymore. He's not even a close second. He's despised in places, ridiculed, hated, called biased. And we think we're under scrutiny because of marriage laws. We have no idea what's coming. And I go back when Jesus said it'll be a blessing it'll be called a blessing when a woman cannot have a child because of the world's progress it's a bad place so we turn to Genesis 2.15 we were created with the intent We were created with the intent to work. God didn't say, Adam, here it is. Run through the jungle and play around. God gave him a direct order to work the ground. And we see here, Adam not staying in all the playground with God and just looking at God and looking at God and looking at God and not realizing that God had given him a great job. And the Lord took, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. You see, brothers and sisters, some of our grounds will already have on it what's needed. Other grounds, because of the detour we take, we will have to work what's on it. You see, you see, see, I had to understand. I had to understand the route that I took. Did I take a Jacob route? Did I take a David route? And regardless of either route, because either route brought troubles and trials, we see Adam here from creation. God showed us something. There was no gap there. It was straight to work. There's a work process that needs to take place in our lives. that We cannot get tired of and understand that, that the field that we're looking at, and it's a field sometimes that we We made a mess. God is going to help us to clear it. And it looks intimidating. It looks like a task that's 
possible. But it won't be possible unless you start working your ground. And we see Adam here doing what the Lord told him to. Amen. If we turn to Ephesians 4.28, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Now, brothers and sisters, you see, we come to a point when we stay in the playground, we start stealing. How am I stealing? I'm not doing anything. You see, you're stealing because God wants you to be proactive. God wants you to get out there after he's revealed something in you and you're in the process. Some of y'all, some of y'all, it's okay if, if, if you got to grow a little bit and you, and you want to be in the playground with, the, with, with, with God for, for a bit. But when it becomes where your faith is being limited by your want, how many of you is your faith being limited by your want? What does that mean? What does that even mean, Brother Gabe? What does that mean, Brother Gabe? Your faith being limited by your want. You see, some of us, we desire a lot of things, but we don't desire the work for those things. And the proof isn't how prepared we are for our storehouse. And how can we maintain what God's going to bring if we're not ready to hold on to it? I don't care what you do. I don't care. There's the secret to success with God is that we have to make sure we're ready. Some people don't want to hear it. Some people, they want to hear a blessed faith that, oh, God will do it if you do this. And, and there's some things we're not even doing with that blessed faith. I don't know who I'm speaking to. Speaking to somebody that may be plowing the ground. I don't know still has a playground mentality. You see, God wants us to make sure we're strong. I'm not talking about strength that just gets you here. I'm talking about a strength that retains something here. And when opportunities come, decisions are made that don't shame you because he's involved in ways that you can't even imagine. He's before anything it's before you. Before it was even thought of, God's ahead of it. God's looking at it. And preparing you years, weeks, days for that moment. I'm grateful for God because how many of us, we didn't know how to plow our ground. I mean, we got farmers here. Not everybody's a farmer. There's some people that know some stuff because they've worked. But how many of us are grateful that God guides 
our hands. If we turn to Luke 9.62, I like this verse here because we've heard it before. But it has a lot of relevance to what we're talking about here. Luke 9.62, and Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. And you see, we can relate it and we can create the milk that we want to drink with this verse, but I, I, don't, want, I, don't, want to, I don't want to take this verse like me looking back on my sin because I ain't got that problem no more. I don't have that problem anymore. I had that problem. I had that problem. But for me now, for me to look back is, is, is to understand the path that Jesus is taking me on as I'm working this plow and not to look back and say, well, if I, if I would have just went to school, I would have just got my degree. I wouldn't have to work so hard. Right? Any form of doubt that comes into your mind is looking back and not staying on course to what God has you is accepting the course you're on with him. How can we look back when we're on a course with him? How can we think anything else when we're with him? But the enemy comes in, and this is the chatter of the enemy. This is where you, you feel unqualified. This is where, where you don't understand that God will put you in a throne because of your heart, not your stature. See, this, this wasn't written in the Bible just so we could see David being the runt of the family, still being selected for the king of the, of the Jews. But we see here that we'll get into this habit of working. Are they following me? Anybody following me? God, I thought you said they were following me, God. I'm working. You see? beautiful when we work and we talk with him not hear anything else but talk with him and I like it I mean you know I, I don't think God I don't think God needs to be reminded but I don't think the conversation is bad to say God seeking your kingdom first the rest will be added to me seeking your kingdom first the rest will be added to me God you are not a man to lie you will bless me in my house. And you know what, brothers and sisters? When you start to work your ground with the intent of making God accountable for what he wrote, this keeps you focused to be accountable for what your responsibility is while you're plowing your ground. It's his responsibility to bring the rain. I don't know where our faith is. I don't know how our faith is stuttered. I don't know how our faith is held back. But it's our responsibility to work the ground. 
to labor. Keep on working, working, working. Remove that rock, working, working, working. Where are we at in our work? Do we still have a playground face? Our responsibility is high. It's important. We don't hold on to, we don't hold on to what God has asked of us we look back and we miss out on the simplest things the focus of what God has asked us to work on I remember I remember I brought a message one time when I was with youth and I told parents I said if you're expecting your If you're expecting your kids to raise their hands and worship God the way you did, you're you're, you're mistaken at this moment because, because your giant was a different giant than their giant. And and, and you could be a parent out here looking like, ah. You see, it's the same Jesus, but it's a different giant. And instead of praying for your kids to raise up their hands and to worship God and to cry and to just just say, God, you love me so much and just to be inspirational to you, pray that when they encounter their giant, that they know to find you, Jesus. You see, this is where you're plowing your ground. Oh, I got to worry about my uh, kids. Where are my kids at? Oh, my kids ain't. Because uh, if your ground isn't going to be fertile, what chance does your family have? Jesus, help us to change our hearts, our minds, as we find ourselves working. Not to look back. Gotta work. I know I wanna look back. I know I'm going through this right now with my family, but I gotta I gotta keep on working. And God, while I'm working, I'm talking to you and you're speaking to me. And I'm gonna bring those words. I don't care if people are next to me, you're with me, you'll be in my words. Some of us ask for wisdom. We're understanding and we're here receiving from God. But we're too busy looking back and not maintaining it. Some of us are very distracted. Again, I've, I got a camera five on my shoulder, remember? I mean, 40 times you might get up and go outside of here. You know, I don't know what it is, but again, ants in the pants. I'm just gonna, you know, I gotta, I gotta speak what's real. I got, you know, I gotta speak what's real. If we turn to Hosea 10, 12, 
sow to yourself in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow grounds, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Listen, brothers and sisters, some of us are in the playground while our ground's right next to us that we should be plowing and working, and we're in our playground saying, man, one day it's going to be fantastic and be great. When God's saying, get the plow in the ground, break it, break ground, and you'll see. Mercy and righteousness rain down on you. But again, we can't be pause. Let's go to the playground. Let's go to the merry-go-round. Work. It doesn't work that way. A commitment. God help us. God's merciful. Because there's a lot of times we have to go and stop go and stop and I just don't see any progress because we ain't going and not stopping you just got to keep on walking see some of y'all say brother Gabe you walk so much here I don't walk anywhere else so I get my walking here you just got to go and keep on God bless the guys in the mixture when they don't catch the have it dampened down because they're like oh brother Gabe's he's working out too much let's take the base off it's it's our ground it's our ground that God gave us I, I love when somebody gets a house and they start working on it I think it's beautiful get it they're excited they start doing stuff to the yard because it's yours. But yet we have a ground so much more precious than anything that we just leave and don't work. Because we still are lost in thinking God's going to do all the work. God's going to give us the strength to work. God's going to move rocks that are in our way. But with the work that we put in. If we turn to Titus, I'm going to ask the musicians to pass on up. Titus 3. I like this verse right here. Why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? I like this verse right here because we, we have a lot of reasons to let go of the plow. We have a lot of reasons to, I mean, reasons and excuses, there are many. I mean, we, you got it. I mean, like I said, you know, I, 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 I have them. <laughs> you have them. I, I, I thought about this a long time ago. It was just a thought I had. You guys just tell me, right? 
It's just a thought I had. You know, I, 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 when I was in youth and, 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 and I would hear about addictions, I, I, I started thinking, I was like, man, God, you really show that sometimes your children, I'm talking about oneself, your children can ins- can't inspire you to change. Does anybody understand that? If, if you see somebody that's addicted to something and they have children, you see, I'll hear this a lot. I'll hear people tell them, but do it for your children. And it would be logical, wouldn't it? But that consideration wasn't there at that state that became the addiction. It's okay to say, I'm going to do it for myself. You ain't hearing me. Some of your parents haven't had the, the problems with addictions, but I'm telling you one thing, that once you do it for yourself, your children are blessed. The thing is, it's got to be for you. And I read this here and it says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. You see, some of us, we feel, we feel, we feel that we must be righteous to be saved, but he came because of his mercy to save us. And I thank you, God, for your mercy that found me in my pit. I thank you, Jesus, for your mercy that saw past my stains that the devil reminds me of. And I see here, not by the works of the righteousness which we have done, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Brothers and sisters, look. It's more than the playground. It's more of coming here and treating it as a playground. It's, con- it's considering working your ground. It's where the fruit's going to come. It's where the hope's going to come. It's where the change is going to come. We've come too long to the playground. Where we think God does it all. Push me again, God. Push me again. Oh, yay, wee. And God says, it's time to work your ground. Help me, Jesus, to work my ground and not be distracted. Oh, it's obvious. Oh, man, that's a... You know, sometimes we'll complain, man, that's two miles I've got to work. But we don't realize that's two miles that's going to be blessed. That's a lot of plowing I got to do. That means you got a lot of land you got to do. You see, we've got to encourage ourselves about what God's given us. And say, God, help me, strengthen me to put you first in everything, Father. To hold on to this plow. Though I encounter difficulties, Jesus, 
I trust in you. You will give me rest. You will give me strength not to look back. It says not to look back because when you look back, you get off track. I love the story pastor talks about, about when he was riding the tractor and the guy told him, look at that gas cap and stay on that gas cap. And then he came back and it wasn't on the gas cap. And he was like, woo. And some of us, we got to get back and not looking anywhere, being distracted, not grabbing our phones and as we drive and doing things that could hurt us. And now we just trust God. Trust God to be with you when you work your ground and you start to remove what's holding you back. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God. You see, you said you trust God, but you haven't trusted God because you don't look back when you trust God. It's a faith that doesn't need, you don't need to look around you because you know you're guided by him. He's got you on a path. Trust God. Stop trusting your heart. Stop trusting your mind, your ears that deceive you. Trust God. Say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you, Father, that you are great and you are mighty. When we bow our heads, brothers and sisters, I'm going to. I'm going to ask Martha to pass on up. I'm going to ask Kat to pass on up. I know. We're talking about the baptism, and I want this to still be inspired. Anybody pass up that's struggling with the change? Come on up. Don't be afraid. Ask Brother Lorenzo to come up here. And I'm going to ask anybody to come up that's struggling with the change. I don't know if that's everybody. You could come up. It doesn't take away from this moment. It's your calling too if you're struggling with not getting out of the playground and getting into plowing your ground. But I got some words for both of y'all. I believe that God has set up something for y'all. I keep on thinking, Kat, for you, and Brother Lorenzo mentioned it, I keep on thinking, man, your parents just being here one day, praising God and, and, and just the church rejoicing with you. Because we know your heart. We know what you asked from before you even knew who really God was. You're just excited because you were in your playground, which is awesome. It's seeing God and feeling God. And if God can love me, I know he can love my parents. But now that you're talking about baptism, oh, man, now you're going to start plowing your ground. And God can do things for you that you can't imagine, like he's done for many here. And we've seen it. Martha, Martha. Such a beautiful name. And I see the power God can give you to receive mercy and hope. And I want to tell you one thing. It don't matter the time it took to get here. As long as when you're here, you hold on to him. I cannot wait. And I think there's a lot of people here that cannot wait to rejoice with you as they see your life change in a mighty way. 
We love your parents. But we love you also. God has brought you here by his mercy. Back to him because of his love for you. And I'm asking you just to open your heart to him and allow him to fix what he needs to. And we're going to pray that God can encourage y'all because it's a beautiful thing what you're asking and that God can strengthen y'all through this. Why don't we bow down, brothers and sisters? God bless everyone else that came up here too as we pray. And ask Brother Lorenzo to help me pray here. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father. We're grateful for your love, your grace, Lord. Everything you're doing in Kat's life. I'm asking right now, Lord, that what comes to her, Lord, from the air, the noise that comes from the world wanting to pull her back in doubt, that you encourage her, Father, that since she was in her mother's womb, Jesus, you have called her for purpose, Jesus. We don't know what her purpose is, Lord. Her first purpose could be for her parents, Jesus. And what a great accomplishment that we live in a day, Lord, where our children are reaching parents, Father. I'm asking you to strengthen her, Jesus, to give her words of encouragement, Lord, to open up opportunities in her parents' life to hear about you, Jesus. If it's not her that's doing it, surround her parents, Jesus, with people that believe in you, Jesus. Put the pressure, Father, in ways that only you can, Jesus, to the heart, Father. I'm grateful for Kat, Lord, and I'm asking you to bless her in this training of the baptism, Lord, in this, these classes she's going to be doing, Lord, to encourage her that she is a child of God, Father. She is a child of God, Father. Bless her, Lord, and remove any thoughts, Lord, of iniquity, Lord, anything that can deter her, Lord, from reaching the goal that you have for her, Jesus. We ask this in your mighty name, Jesus. Remove them, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we ask this. Oh, Father, oh, gracious Father, we learn from you daily, Jesus, of your love you have for us, Jesus. We don't understand your mercy, Jesus. We're not meant to. We receive it today, Father. I'm asking you, Lord, right now to open up the heavens, Lord Jesus, and to touch Martha, Jesus. I don't know what the problem is, Jesus. I don't know what the struggle has been in the past, Jesus. But you know, Jesus, and she knows you know, Jesus. Meet her here, Jesus, today. And open up the opportunity for her life, Father. She has a heart right now, Lord, that's vulnerable. I'm asking you, Lord, to take it, Jesus, and to strengthen her, Lord. Commit her, Lord Jesus, to you, Jesus. Bless her family, Father. Oh, Jesus, I'm looking forward to it, Lord. I'm looking forward to it, Lord. I'm looking forward to the blessings that can come for her, Jesus. I'm looking forward to it, Lord Jesus. I'm looking forward to what you can do, Lord. I believe it, Jesus. I believe it, Jesus. I need you to instill it in her heart, Jesus. She knows who you are, Father. And I'm asking you, Lord, for her to receive mercy and grace and establish her footing so she doesn't fall again, Father. Encourage her to reach out, Lord, for help, for prayer, and bless her, Lord, knowing that this church loves her and wants to help her, Jesus, through these difficult times. Encourage her, Lord, so she could be a blessing in these last years to her parents, Lord. She could be a blessing, Father. It can all be made up, Jesus. This all can be made up. 
this wasted time can be made up, Lord. Let the joy, Lord, be instilled in her parents, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for what you do and you do daily, Father. We ask this in your precious name. I'm going to ask for Brother Raul here, Lord Jesus, that you help my brother, Lord, that you bless my brother Raul here, Lord Jesus. This brother's been a blessing to our church, Father. His family's been a blessing to our church, Lord Jesus. But I want you to encourage my brother. I want you to encourage my brother, Lord, in what you have for him, Jesus. Not what our heart tells us, but what you are telling us, Jesus. The talents you've given my brother, Lord, to understand things, Lord, to put forth in his ground, Jesus, his relationship with you, Father. We ask, Lord, that you... Take his family, Lord, and bless them. Remove, Lord, the struggles of health issues, Lord. Remove the stress, Lord, of trying to provide for his family when all he has to do, all he has to do is trust in you, Lord. And we've seen your mighty hand in our lives, Jesus. We're asking you to bless my brother Raul right now, Lord, with your arms, Lord, of grace. Sometimes we don't feel you're with us at times, Jesus, but you've been with us, Father, because even when you're not doing something, you're doing something. I'm asking you right now just to encourage him and to heal his body, Jesus. Heal his body, Father. Heal his body, Jesus. Heal it, Jesus. Make him, Jesus, the leader that you've asked him to be, Lord. Make him a blessing to our church, Father. Heal the body, Jesus. Heal the body, Jesus. Heal the body, Jesus. Because when you heal the head, Father, the body will follow, Jesus. Bless his family, Lord. Encourage his family and encourage his heart, Jesus. In your precious name, Lord. Eddie Lopez, Lord. Eddie Lopez came here, Lord, right now to you, Lord, inspired, Lord, to receive from you, Father. This young kid, Lord, this young kid that thanks you, Jesus, for the little things, Father. I'm asking you, Lord, right now when he's in his playground, Jesus, that he sees you, that he, that he recognizes it's you, Lord, that's speaking to his heart, Father. Because there's one day that you're going to ask him to grab the plow. That he remembers you, Father, in that day. That he can prepare a path for you, Jesus. That he can look straight forward, Lord, and not be distracted by what the world offers, Jesus. All the pulls from the world, Lord, but he's encouraged by you, Jesus. Encourage this young man's heart, Lord, and strengthen him, Lord. And any void that's there, Father, any void that's there, Lord, anything that wants to pull him, Lord Jesus, we ask that you remove it, Jesus, and replace it with your love, Father. Replace it with your love, Father. I'm asking for Sister Victoria. Sister Victoria, what a name you've given her, Lord Jesus, of victory. I'm asking her right now, Lord, for whatever this void is that's in her right now, Jesus, whatever she's coming for, Lord Jesus, if it's more understanding on how to plow her ground, Lord, I'm asking you to encourage her, Father. Encourage her, Lord. Strengthen her, Father. Show her, Lord, that there's more with her than against her, Father that she can come prepared, Lord, to learn, to take back, to plant in her ground, Father. But for her not to look back on regrets, Jesus. For her not to look back, Lord, on thinking it could have been different, but that she can look forward knowing that you make things different, Jesus. You make things different, Jesus. Oh, I'm asking you to bless her in a mighty way, Lord, that she, Lord, can be 
a pillar in her family, Lord, because she's holding on to you, Jesus. Strengthen her, Lord. Strengthen her and encourage her, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for my sister Victoria, Lord. Bless her. For my sister Imelda, Lord Jesus. All these years you've known my sister, Lord. All these years, Lord, you've seen her heart, Father Jesus. We don't know why she's here, Lord, but we know one thing, Jesus, that if it's for her ground, Father, give her wisdom on how not to look back, how not to be pulled by the sentiments of this world, Jesus, but to look to you, Jesus, to trust in you, Father, with all her heart, Jesus, with all her mind, Jesus. Bless her, Lord. Bless her, Lord, Jesus. She's come, Lord. She's been a blessing to this church, Lord. To the sister, she's been a blessing, Lord. I'm asking you, Lord, just to open up, Lord, that path that she needs, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing her and her family to our life, Lord Jesus. We ask this in your mighty name, Jesus. We ask this in your mighty name, Father. Lord Jesus, for this church, Jesus. This church that you've given us, Father. You've given us this church for this community, Jesus. This is just the beginning, Father, to what you have for us, Father Jesus. I'm asking right now, Matthew came up here. Matthew has something. Matthew, you have something. Lord Jesus, I'm asking you, whatever this void is in his heart, Father. Bless him, Lord. You've blessed him, Jesus. You've blessed him with a family that loves him, Lord Jesus, that he feels that. Oh, Father Jesus, thank you for your words, Lord. Your words that you will never abandon us, Father. Your word says you will never abandon us or forsake us, Father. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your love. This love we see in Matthew with his family, Lord, that they're encouraged more and more, Lord Jesus, for what you've given them, Father. Lord, bless him, Lord, and bless his family, Lord. Bless his family, Lord, so they understand the process, Lord. The process of introducing you to Matthew Jesus. That they can work this ground with him, Lord Jesus. I'm asking you to touch his heart, Lord, and to fill the void, Lord. Fill it up, Jesus. Fill up this void, Lord, that's there. In a mighty way, Jesus. In a mighty way, Jesus. In a mighty way, Jesus. I'm asking you to bless them, Lord Jesus. Bless them, Lord Jesus. Bless this beautiful family, Lord. Touch their hearts, Lord Jesus. Bless them, Jesus. That love can reign in their lives, Lord. That hope can reign in their lives, Lord Jesus. I see this beautiful girl, Lord Jesus, that loves her mother, Lord Jesus. Doesn't see anything, Lord Jesus, but her mother right here, Lord. We're at your feet, Jesus. Open up your heavens to them, Father. Show them love. Show them mercy. Show them grace, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your love, Father. Your love that can heal wounds, Lord Jesus. Your love that can erase memories, Lord Jesus. And your love that creates a new path, Father. A new opportunity, Jesus. Guide them with your love, Jesus. Guide them with your love, Lord Jesus. Heal anything that's there, Lord, with your love, Father Jesus. And that they're open to whatever they have for you, Jesus. That they're open, whatever it may be, Father. Whatever you ask of them, Lord, bless them, Jesus. Bless them in a mighty way, Lord Jesus. Bless them, Lord Jesus. I'm going to ask for Tristan right here, Lord, that you just bless the hearts of these children that come to you, Father, that want more of you, Lord Jesus. You know their hearts, Father. 
you know, their desires, Lord. You know, the parents' desires, Lord. Open up opportunities for them, Lord, to seek you, Lord, above all things, Lord. To seek you first, Lord Jesus. If you've called something from them, Lord, we're calling it out right now, Jesus. If you told them something in their mother's wombs, we're calling it out right now, Jesus. We're asking you to ignite this hope, Father, in them. These children that are here that are inspired, Lord Jesus, by what you're doing in their parents, Father. Encourage them, Lord. Encourage them, Jesus. Oh, Lord, give them a light, Lord. A light that they can follow, Jesus. That they can see you, Lord, in dark places, Lord. Whatever's in their heart, whatever heart, whatever hurt is there, Jesus, heal it in your mighty name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Bless this church, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.